0: Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's We Hold These Truths Speaks Out. But before we start this evening, let's uh, open with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through you. Uh, Guide us tonight, I pray, as we discuss um, this uh, program. And may we uh, search for the truth and find the truth, because ultimately the, uh, the truth is in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight uh, we're going to have our uh, founder and uh, uh, basically the organizer of We Hold These Truths, Chuck Carlson, he will be discussing a a new project that we're going to take on in June. And this is kind of the first introduction uh, to the subject. And the subject is how Zionism, specifically Christian Zionism, how Zionism has attached itself to and influenced traditional mainline Christianity. Chuck, take it away. Thank you very
1: much, uh, Craig. Um, we have uh, been studying Christian Zionism for a long time, uh, and uh, when we began, uh, th- the term wasn't used much. Christian Zionism really wasn't used. We thought and believed that uh, Christian Zionism was pretty much limited to the evangelical churches that many of us belong to. I belonged to a Southern Baptist church at that time and realized later that uh, Zionism was active and well within within my church. Um, As such, Christian Zionism has influenced the vote of somewhere between 35 and 50 million people and is uh, given credit for uh, swinging uh, presidential elections. And uh, it's uh, uh, caused uh, a great deal of concern among uh, people who are trying to compete in the political circles, uh, and also uh, in the uh, question of war and peace. Um, so, uh, what, uh, let's start out with uh, with asking Craig to give us a definition of. Christian Zionism, that would be a popular one that uh, we would tend to hear around.
0: Go well, ahead. Chuck, I mean, our whole, our whole website is basically dedicated to exposing what Christian Zionism is, the roots of it, and so forth and so on. So just to put it in a in a thumbnail, basically is the belief that the the Jews that call themselves Jews uh, have a direct lineage and ancestry to the Abrahamic covenant of the Old Testament, that they have a right to the land that uh, it was called Palestine, called the Holy Land, uh, that they have an actual uh, real estate right, a deed, if you will, to that land, and that them uh, going back to the land and taking over from Palestinians in 1948 is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. That's kind of it in a nutshell. I mean, obviously, we can, we can talk for hours because that's what happened when I— found out about Christian Zionism. I I did a search on Christian Zionism and we hold these truths uh, came up to the top. i like to say the rest is history.
1: Well, uh, we weren't the first to invent uh, the term, but uh, it it was not very popular when we started. And um, the question that we're getting into now as as we go along uh, is that uh, uh, the big shocker uh, is that, Uh, that the Christian Zionist movement uh, is very much involved in the traditional and mainline churches that we thought were immune to it. We thought they simply did not believe in the notion that the state of Israel is the fulfillment of prophecy of the Bible and therefore that the state of Israel is somehow holy and that the people in it are uh, excused from Every, every human uh, frailty every abuse that you can think of because uh, they've been given the land uh, we assume that uh, that this uh, this notion was exclusive to the evangelical firms uh, that have uh, long held that uh, that Israel is uh, a, a, a holy people different from the rest of us um, the uh, the mainline churches, which we consider, we refer to them primarily as you think of them as the Lutherans, Presbyterians, Methodists, uh, and uh, uh, United Church of Christ, and Catholics, of course, uh, and even some Baptist groups uh, that uh, simply don't believe that uh, God ordained a piece of land to anyone. Uh, they simply we simply believe that. Uh, uh, that we, we have to deal with God personally. Um, along came uh, two groups, and they have essentially uh, dealt with Christian Zionist churches, uh, that is the, uh, the primarily the Southern Baptist Church and other uh, churches that are related, lots of independent churches that have accepted the notion of Christian Zionism uh, but Precept Ministries has become teachers in those churches. They've uh, conducted classes there. Uh, the other organization that's also conducted classes there is, is BSF, Bible Study Fellowship International. These are the two primary groups that are in the business of promoting Christian Zionism in, in churches. Um, a, a Google search uh, of uh of uh, the founder of Bible Study Fellowship, Mrs. K. Arthur, uh, and she's second generation, first generation in the family, and it's now a second generation organization. Uh, but uh, uh, K. Arthur uh, uh, has um,
2: excuse has, me, Jack. Yes, uh, it was. She's the founder of Precepts Ministries, not Bible Fell. You, you, I want to correct you on that. Kay Arthur. Thank you very much, Tom, absolutely right. Bible Fellowship Studies.
1: K Arthur is the founder, or her husband was the founder of, uh, of Precept Ministries, and the other big one is, that we'll be talking about is a Bible Study Fellowship International, (BSF International. Um, the, the, uh, uh, if you do a Google search of uh, Kay Arthur Zionism, it will produce uh, well over a million responses on on a Google uh, connections of a K. Arthur to Zionism. So the the organization uh, Bible uh, uh, Precept Ministries is pretty much an open book that it is a pro-Zionist organization, and it doesn't really hide it. Uh, it has annual very large, powerful tours to Israel. It takes junkets over there. Uh, it's sign, signing up people now for the for the um, uh, 1921, uh, 2020, uh, 2021 tour, and uh, I believe it's conducted somewhere between 20 and 25 of these tours over the years. Um, so, if you look at uh, at uh, uh, Preset Ministries, it's pretty much an open book on selling the, the idea of Christian Zionism. And it is uh, very prominent in uh, thousands of uh, evangelical dispensational churches where it basically comes into the church, uh, puts on programs. The church allows uh, Preset Ministries usually free rental of the facility, and uh, they provide the Bible study for the church. Small churches may have only one such study going on. Larger churches uh, may have others as well. Uh, but uh, in these church re- sessions, uh, Preset Ministries teaches Christian Zionism uh, somewhat, uh, somewhat in circumspect fashion, but uh, quite obvious and apparent if you look at the connections of the leaders, uh, K. Arthur and others, uh, that they essentially uh, are in love with Israel. In fact, K. Arthur wrote a book, uh, Israel, my Beloved. Uh, no, not America, my beloved, or uh, France, my beloved, if she was French, but Israel, my beloved. My author, K. Arthur. So what I'm saying is it's not very well hidden. The reason for this is that the uh, the the evangelical dispensational churches, uh, As, like the Southern Baptist Convention and the many independent churches that you read about and hear about and know about in your neighborhood, uh, uh, essentially they're they're open to the notion of Christian Zionism. However, over the years, uh, we have thought that uh, the mainline or traditional Christian churches didn't believe that any state was a fulfillment of biblical prophecy or that any people. Uh, were ordained any piece of real estate uh, as a result of a- Abraham's actions, um, and uh, uh, we we we, may, we had the uh, so unfortunately we had the uh, the notion that the Lutherans, the Presbyterians, the uh, the, the Methodists, uh, and even the Roman Catholics didn't accept any of these ideas and uh, would not be taken up and and. Uh, Uh, and influenced by the doctrine of Christian Zionism. We found that that's untrue. The reason it's untrue is that uh, uh, that, uh, Bible Study Fellowship and Preset Ministries have both become very prominent and successful in getting into mainline uh, churches that are not uh, Christian Zionist in nature, that that have the traditional theology uh, and uh, they have uh, managed to uh, to um, uh, sell uh, numbers of people in these churches on the notion of Zionism. And they have essentially neutralized the opposition to the treatment of the Palestinians. Uh, the mainline churches do not overtly come out as the uh, evangelical churches do. Not over, they don't uh, overtly come out and sell um Uh, 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 Israel, my love, um, uh, to uh, their congregations. They don't advertise that they are in Zionist, uh, that they're following Christian Zionism, but they have uh, come to be influential in that area. And we've discovered this more or less recently. Now, uh, you might ask the question of why, uh, as it takes so long for us and for others to figure out what Christian Zionism is uh, and what their role of these organizations is in Christian Zionism uh, the answer to this is that uh, their their actions are done slowly steadily methodically and uh, circumspectly uh, in the case of K Arthur and and, and Bible uh, uh precept ministries, thank you, Tom. Uh, in the case of uh, precept ministries, uh, Kay Arthur is right out in the open about what she believes, uh, but this doesn't seem to filter through entirely to the people in the churches that are influenced. As a result of that, uh, there are lots of churches uh, in uh, in everybody's town that essentially has these uh, Bible studies taught. Now, as I said, uh, it's taken a long time for us to figure this out, and it's because of the subtlety to which, to, and, and, and that subtlety is an indication of planning. When th- things are done consistently, subtly, systematically, it's because someone has decided they want it done that way and they're planning it, and so the movement to sell Zionism within mainline churches has required uh, this kind of a position. Tom, uh, your wife, who we know uh, and I knew very, very well, uh, was a teacher in, uh, in, in Precept Ministries. And uh, tell us just briefly uh, how, how long it took for her to figure it out, how she figured it out, uh, and a little bit about the subtleties of, uh, of the teachings that are going on in these churches.
2: Well, it's uh, uh, my wife taught, uh, I think, about 50 precept ministry courses before she decided to stop teaching them. And she had as a little bit of background, went to a dispensational college. And we won't get into that. But dispensationalism uh, is a relatively new form of Christianity that's less than 200 years old. And Christian Zionism would be at the extreme end of dispensationalism, which has to do with end times and the belief uh, in, in the rapture and all these kinds of things. So um, the, the thing about the uh, precepts ministries uh, is they had these prepackaged courses. My wife would do extra things uh, to PowerPoints and so forth for her classes. She really worked at it. And uh, Kay Arthur is very engaging. I've heard her live at an event here in Phoenix. So this is more than 15 years ago, I guess. And so, yeah, she's very personable. And unless you did a search like what you did, Chuck, you probably wouldn't find that out, uh, that, you know, that she is a radical Christian Zionist. But my wife was a very thoughtful woman and uh, she was a diligent student of the Bible. And she was very sympathetic to what we are doing here at uh, We Hold These Truths. Uh, I have my t-shirt here, Pray for Gaza. Uh, Christian Zionists wouldn't pray for Gaza, uh, even the inhabitants there. They typically pray for Israel, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They they really uh, are blinded to what is happening uh, to the Palestinians, including Palestinian Christians. That's the remarkable thing, I think. But my wife had enough strength of conviction to actually come to me a number of years before she passed away to tell me that she was no longer going to to teach this because of this, uh, this undertow, if you will. The courses, probably you could equate them to Rat poisoning. Ninety-five percent of it is inert, or more probably, ninety-nine percent is uh, very biblical. And uh, but it's that one percent, that poison pill, that comes through. And I don't think she was really promoting that uh, Christian Zionist line at any time. But it 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 is. It's bent that way. So it's very difficult to come out of it. And so. That's that's the story that I have to tell. Jeff.
1: Thank you very much, Tom. That that was very revealing, and uh, and and is very typical, uh, and it's uh, surprising because of what I what we've pointed out that K. Arthur is right out in the open. Now the other big powerful organization, International, also that teaches Christian Zionism within mainline churches. And of course they teach it within all kinds of evangelical churches. You can hardly find an evangelical church that has outside Bible studies that's not using one of these organizations. But uh, the other one is BSF International, Bible Study Fellowship International. It is truly a mysterious uh, organization uh, the budget of it is listed at 13 million dollars a year started in 1969 but uh, a search of uh, Christian Zionism along with BSF International doesn't produce much of any connections. In other words they have managed to stay pretty much free of being labeled a Christian Zionist organization and uh, and they uh, the 13 million dollar budget is probably, and I'm, I'm guessing at this, I'm, I don't have proof of it as yet, but we will probably end up with proof of it. Uh, we suspect strongly that BSF and Precept uh, Ministries both get a lot of support from the State of Israel because they hold these junkets, they're there, and they meet with uh, powerful people, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, so uh, in the case of BSF, uh, uh, just taking a look at it, uh, uh, many there are many classes taught by precept ministries. That BSF is very public about theirs. If you go put a, a, a Google search on uh, on Bible Study Fellowship, Denver, Colorado, it will pop up 32 churches that teach BSF classes uh, for them right in their churches. These are the churches I'm talking about that, that allow. And, uh, that allow uh, BSF to actually use their facility and teach these things. Um, now, this is really the tip of the iceberg because it turns out that uh, many, many of the, uh, of the churches that allow or encourage uh, B- BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, uh, to use their facilities are not listed among these 32 on the map. And when you get to looking at the ones who are not listed, many of them are, uh, are, are mainline churches. Now, some of the 32 are also mainline. I believe six of the 32, if I recall, were obvious mainline churches, Lutheran, Presbyterian, and so on. Uh, but uh, the, the, the ones that are not listed, and the reason we know this is we know people that uh, take Bible studies from some of these other churches. And we have no idea how many there are. Uh, but uh, it's been said that you could hardly find a church in, uh, in, uh, in Colorado that has not either uh, have a BSF teaching in it or has, has been approached at one time or has had one at one time. Um, the, uh, so, so we're seeing here that uh, Bible Study Fellowship has penetrated uh, the, a massive number of mainline churches and is active and well in there. Now, you might ask, well, why do the churches put up with them teaching a doctrine that is uh, antithetical to what Lutherans believe, Presbyterians believe, uh, Methodists believe? Uh, They don't believe that the state of Israel is a holy uh, exception to God's will, that you have to be involved with Christ in order to um, have God's, be 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 one of God's children. They they, uh, they don't believe that the state of Israel is automatically uh, holy because of something Abraham supposedly uh, learned on a mountaintop. Uh, no, they don't believe that at all. Uh, but uh, why do they tolerate these sessions going on? Uh, again, it points out the cleverness of the organizations and, of course, the fact that these two organizations are... Obviously well funded somewhere else because, as Tom could tell us, I'm sure uh, from Linda's history, uh, the, the, the Bible study groups do not uh, wade in and try to participate in the revenues of the churches that allow them in the door. They're, they remain a, a very tight budgeted, uh, the, they, they don't uh, ask for uh, solicitations, at least not much. And if so, very voluntary. They basically uh, stay friendly to the parent church, and uh, and then they teach their uh, the, uh, they teach the uh, uh, the uh, Bible studies uh, uh, fairly free of obvious evangelicalism. And maybe Tom, would you like to add something to
2: that? Yeah. Well, they do uh, these uh, like precepts of ministry. I'm familiar with this, of course. Uh, provides material so the uh, participants my wife taught women's classes would buy a uh, a workbook and, and she of course would supplement it. so there is some um, uh, but it's very nominal as far as the cost it's it's not a big money maker i would guess i'm not sure thanks well,
1: and and that's the, that's what we're trying to express here is that the these these organizations know how to stay friendly with the church leadership, and of course, as uh, as Tom can also relate, uh, the heavy duty dispensational stuff and uh, the one percent of poison that Tom talked about, most of that's put across in home meetings where people come to the homes of the uh, facilitator or uh, organizer, and uh, there they uh, there they are indoctrinated. Uh, the the, 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 the messages that are put, put across in the uh, church-sponsored uh, meetings are, are probably pretty uh, acceptable to the churches. The bottom line is that Precept Ministries and BSF are teaching Zionist theology inside of your denomination, uh, and uh, there's no real organized resistance to this. Why? Uh, Part of it, as I said, probably because they know how to be friendly with the church. Well, they are basically poisoning it, uh, if I may be so bold, um, because uh, Christian Zionism is a poison that leads people to believe that one race is superior over another, that the Palestinian people uh, are not to be worried about because it's God's will. uh, They're in a way, and, and Israel is... Uh, granted God's uh, sovereignty uh, over that land and therefore whatever they do to, uh, to uh, uh, su- suppo- supposedly protect themselves from the marauding Arabs uh, is acceptable even if it involves, involves killing them and that's what's one of the reasons we're in this is because we are a pro-life organization. Uh, we're for the lives of Palestinian people. We're also for the lives of Jewish people. Uh, and uh, we're against killing in wars, we're against killing uh, for any purpose and reason. Uh, and uh, so uh, this comes right down on the question of what is Christian Zionism? It is, among other things, uh, it is uh, uh, it, it is uh, endorsing a movement that ends up with killing lots and lots of people. Uh, now, uh, the people who go to these meetings, many of them are women, they're influential. We all know women are very influential. Tom knows that. I think Craig is well aware of that. Man. I'm really aware of it. Uh, and uh, in, in the church I go to, the which is the mainline church, uh, I, did, I was in the church for uh, two years before I knew they had a BSF course in the church. It had been taught for a long time. Very quiet, uh, not discussed. Uh, the ladies, however, knew all about it because it was mostly women who went to the meeting. Uh, my wife knew about it very before I did. Um, so the, the the these organizations then get into the churches and they have access to the membership. Uh, they talk to my wife. They eventually talk to me. Would you like to come to the programs? Uh, so this goes on and... Uh, Gradually, you have an effect made. We've also found cases where pastors are uh, actually afraid of their membership. There has been such a a expansion of this movement within that uh, I recently met someone like that. Uh, And uh, uh, the the pastor uh, may fear uh, loss of membership uh, if he comes down too hard on what's being taught in the BSF meeting or precepts meeting. So uh, the, the access to membership is, the, uh, is where the poison is administered. And uh, our purpose and objective and our plan, well, uh, we want to inform mainline churches what's going on because uh, to our utter amazement, uh, the leadership, uh, oftentimes the pastor of these churches, really doesn't know what's taught there. Uh, It goes on quietly. The church is happy to have someone doing the teaching. They're happy, and especially in smaller churches, they're happy to have someone come in and do an organized study. They think it's good for membership of the church, and they don't look too hard at what's going on. Uh, 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 So, um, Craig, um, do you have any thoughts or questions to contribute? What have I left out?
2: Craig, you're still muted, uh, unmute yourself, Craig. <laughs> uh,
0: I attended a main, mainline church that had both uh, precepts and BSF. And uh, and what was interesting is that the pastor knew about their Zionist leading, but um, he wouldn't address that. And what I found is that he was so happy at members of the church would uh, actually be in the Bible study, that they were, uh, uh, ex- he was glad that they would be in that Bible study. And so that he was looking forward to that membership, the education and the membership. He didn't see uh, Christian Zionism as the threat that, that we do. And also uh, another point is that I saw that uh, it it became you know, a political. If you talk about the nation of Israel and all of that in this, it becomes a political issue, and a lot of Christians will stay away from anything that uh, that smells or uh, looks like uh, the politics anywhere. So they don't they don't touch it for, for that regard. But they don't really see what it's doing to the brothers and sisters of Christ in in Palestine, and how this is uh, anti-Jesus. It's anti um, basically Hates or movement. And they don't want to. They don't want to go there. So uh, there's a lot of things. And then one other thing that theologically, then this really bugs me, is that it uh, it looks like it's pretty much like uh, Islam. If Allah wills, God's in control. Everything that's working out is according to His, plan, and we just kind of sit back and let God do His thing. Um, you know, obviously I don't agree with that, and uh, most of us don't. That we have a part to play, and Jesus has called us to be faithful.
1: Thank you, Craig. Um, Tom, in wrapping up, do you have anything to uh, to add here before I uh, give a closing remark?
2: Well, oh, thanks, Chuck. Yes, this is it is so subtle the fact that my wife it took her 50 of these lessons i mean she went to chattanooga the headquarters of precepts ministries and trained there and so she was a dedicated bible student but for her to come out of this actually required that she had to develop her own bible study and so that uh, to me is a, a, a sign of what a true Christian is all about is that we're all of the seed. We don't have all the truth. And uh, we have a lot of intellectual derelicts out there that um, reminds me of the expression, morality speeds further than, further than intellect. And so um, this intellect can blind uh, these people to the reality of what's happening to our Christian brothers and sisters in Christ and in in uh, Palestine that actually blinds them. So it's it's a real conditioning thing, and so uh, it, it it's something that we're asking people to actually look into. Don't take our word for what we're saying here. Do a little research on your own, and uh, it is something very important that uh, churches um, look at this and face the truth. But uh, unfortunately many churches just like Craig was describing don't want to address the elephant in the room <laughs> and Christian Zionism is that elephant in the uh, the non-christian element uh, uh, in, in in the room that uh, Christian Zionism as we talked about is an oxymoron it's it's not Christianity Thanks Tom uh, uh, we do, expect, uh, we have had resistance
1: uh, in our efforts in the last um, 18 years or so uh, from evangelical churches. Uh, they have not wanted to hear a message. Uh, they were complacent. They were happy with what they are doing, and they were able to convince themselves that it's God's will. Uh, we don't expect that kind of resistance from the movement we're started. We think that mainline churches will listen, although as Craig has pointed out, there is always going to be uh, inertia that prevent, that makes it difficult to get through to people. Uh, this project, uh, you're going to be hearing more about it. It's not This is the last, not the last time we're going to be talking about it. We take this dead serious and we are going to be making a project of it. We're hoping to have many people join us. We hope our listeners will call us and, and tell us they want to volunteer. Uh, we would even take money uh, to uh, help support the effort that we're getting into. Um, uh, and uh, I want to close by saying this, uh, Christ-loving mainline churches are both the victims of this movement, this current movement, and they are also the promise of it. It is them who will change first. Uh, the evangelicals will someday maybe change. It will affect elections. It will affect all kinds of things, and uh, it it is... Uh, It is the hope that we have that we will be able to uh, approach these people. Please uh, look at our new website, which will be uh, focused upon this and other similar issues. And we'll look forward to
2: uh, hearing from you. Thank you.